Hi there. You're listening to 26 and Sunny, a podcast to help you buy, sell and live well on Sydney's northern beaches. Here are your hosts, Beaches Buyers Agent Nick Freeman and local mortgage broker Kat Denny. Hello and thanks for joining us on 26 and Sunny, where we bring you local and views on property and life on the northern beaches. My name is Nick Freeman and joining me is Kat Denny. Kat, how are you? Nick, I am well. I'm looking forward to getting out and enjoying the sunshine today before this week of rain that looks set to come in. How are you doing? Doing well, Kat, although a little pain after bunging up my knee in the surf yesterday. Oh, you took on the six-foot swell, didn't you? I did, and clearly I'm getting too old to take on the bigger waves. (laughs) Not too old. (laughs) Just unlucky. Just unlucky. So today, Nick, we are taking a deep dive into the suburb of Forestville, the leafy suburb that sits on the western edge of the northern beaches near to the Roseville Bridge. We take a look at the suburb with local real estate agent Sam Kearney from Rain and Horn Forestville. Sam is the perfect person to chat to about Forestville as he was not only the number one sales agent for the area in 2020, 2021 and 2022, but he was also born and raised there. Sam combines his intimate knowledge of the suburb with his experience, professionalism and trademark honesty, not to mention his calm approach to deliver successful outcomes for his clients. It was great chatting with Sam about Forestville, which is a market that has experienced a lot of change over the last couple of years. So, Nick, I decided to do some research into Forestville and I was taken back by the staggering price growth there for apartments in the last 12 months. So, get this, apartments are up 28% which is massive and much larger than the 7.5% gain that houses in the area saw for the same period. What's driving that? Yeah, look, really interesting data, Kat. I think Forestville is really driven by larger homes and, and families. I don't think there's a lot of apartments in the area for people who are looking to stay in the area and downsize or for people who have a little bit of a lower budget trying to get in the area. There aren't too many apartments available. So what is available on the market is being snacked up really quickly, really, really well. And it's, uh, it's popular with the punters in the area. Keeping the price high. Keeping the price high. Yeah, very interesting. Well, let's learn a little more about Forestville by jumping into our interview with Sam. Today we have Sam Kearney, Senior Sales Agent at Rain and Horn in Forestville and French's Forest. Sam, thanks for taking time out of your busy spring market schedule and welcome to 26 and Sunny. No worries at all, Nick. Thank you for having me. Excited to have a bit of a chat. So, Sam, what we do to get to know our new guests on 26 and Sunny, we ask five, what we call the fast five questions. Just wondering if you're open to telling us a little about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Excellent. Mate, Insular Peninsula or Outer Towner? Where were you born? Insula Peninsula. Born in Forestville and still live on the beaches. Beautiful. Favourite beach on the peninsula? Queenscliff. And Freshwater would be a very close second. Awesome. Uh, mate, favourite restaurant, pub, cafe? Where, where do you like to eat or, or drink? I would have to say living down on the beaches, uh, the Harbour Hotel, recently redone down at Freshie. Um, that's definitely the local hangout spot. Perfect. Best locals tip? For the beaches, so your little secret spot or something that someone wouldn't know. Oh, I would say that at Freshwater, there's a pretty awesome view spot um, up on the headland. So there's a freshwater kind of reserve. And if you head down to the right, there's a little pathway that takes you through the bush and you come out on this huge rock and you're pretty much just looking out over the top of all the freshwater. Pretty awesome local spot that not many people know about. Beautiful. Tea or coffee? Which do you drink? Coffee, definitely. Damn. Have to. Favourite coffee spot? Uh, Favourite coffee spot, probably that rock 
having a, a coffee there, sometimes catching the sunrise in the mornings. Uh, it's pretty awesome up there. Best brewer? Who do you go to? Uh, we headed down to Buckety's a fair bit down in Brookie. Yep. Um, they're pretty good. I love it, Sam, that you've thought brewer and you've gone beer. Whereas I think <laughs> Nick, I think Nick was looking for your coffee roaster. Or am I oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm on board with the brewer. That's okay, perfect. all good, <laughs> all good. Buckety's is an awesome yeah. spot. Now, Sam, it you is. are born and bred in Forestville, I understand. Yes. You are a Kalani Heights High grad, so you're very much a local boy. You are now selling Forestville, French's Forest, living in Queenscliff. You obviously love this area. Tell us, as we focus in on Forestville today... What was it like going back? I mean, you're a bit young, so we're not going back that far, but in the early 2000s yeah. when you were growing up in Forestville, what was it like? It's a pretty chilled out suburb. It is changing a lot and it has done probably a huge amount in the last five or so years. When I was growing up, it was still similar to what it is now, but it was probably a bit more of an older demographic. So we're seeing a big trend of the, the older people who have lived here for 50, 60 years that are now going into the smaller properties and moving out of the area to the beaches, retirement villages out of Sydney. So a lot more families now coming in the area, kids everywhere. It's a, a real turnover that's happening. The French's Forest Hospital up the road has been a big part of that as well, a huge amount of development, all the road infrastructure, the hospital that's gone in, the future town centre that will come in. And also probably Forestville Shops has changed a fair bit too. So uh, we've now got some nice, modern, cool cafes that are up here, which we didn't have before. They were kind of the, the sleepy kebab stores that would just have one or two visitors each day. And now, um, you know, Tilt that's next to us is absolutely pumping. Lots of families hanging out there constantly. So the, the shops is probably a big one that's changed. Just the, the general vibe of it and the buzz is really coming back to it. That's probably the biggest shift that we've started to see as the younger families move into the area. So, Sam, you've mentioned that obviously there's a lot of new young families coming to the area. With new young families, properties change. What have you seen change in the actual property style or, you know, townhouses, houses, red brickers? Are they new and fancy? Describe the houses you're, you're dealing with these days. Yeah, so we're seeing a huge transition from, from housing, from the little red brickers to much larger project homes, custom build, architect designed. That's been a huge shift in the last couple of years. We've seen a number of project home display homes pop up in the area, which is always a really good sign. So um, I sold Clarendon's display home for them last year on Moringa Road and they were freeing up funds to basically set up two more just down the road because they're so busy. And there's a huge amount of that taking place. So the little red brickers on a nice level block are being knocked straight over and then you're getting your Huge five-bedroom, double garage, three living areas, swimming pool, big outdoor entertaining area. Huge amount of those are starting to come through. And we're slowly now also seeing some really nice bespoke builds that are coming into play. So we had a, a listing in Forestville that architecturally done. Huge prices being achieved for those large homes that are a little bit more unique. But it, it tends to be those large family homes that people are really, really hungry for. And there's not many of them around, so the demand tends to be very strong. But at the same time, we're also seeing your, your traditional family home, and it could be a 60s red bricker that has been renovated internally or it might have a small extension on it, and that's perfect for a family that's coming out of an apartment or a townhouse in other areas and they just want that bit of extra space but don't have the budget for something totally brand new. So it's a bit of a mixture of those kind of fully done but also the ones that are in between that 
have been touched since they were built, but they also have still future scope for people to do some work to and add a bit of value at the same time. I mean, we're in 2022 now, so obviously there's a there's a trade crisis, which is well publicised and I think very prevalent on the Northern Beaches. Have you seen a shift away from last year where people were willing to buy renovators and, and get and get in there and do the work themselves to more of a completed project or are people still willing to take that sort of the game on with the tradies and the work themselves? Yeah, we've seen that the, the top end has really done very, very well since that trade crisis and material and supply chain issue um, has come into play. So the newer homes that are just turnkey where people can move straight into it and it's got that wow factor. We're seeing a lot of people who we're meeting with and they're calling us in and saying look we're thinking about doing this renovation or a big extension or a knockdown rebuild but we've had the quotes from a builder and it's it's astronomical these prices are huge what can we buy and what can we sell for and is that a better proposition for us so i've got a listing in forestville at the moment and they're in that scenario where they love the exact spot that they're in and they love the house but the kids are getting older they need the extra living space. Um, they need bigger bedrooms for the girls as well. And they looked into a first floor addition, but the cost was just huge for them. And they did the numbers and said, well, we're actually better off to sell what we're in now and buy something that does give us that space, stay in the area. And the, the turnover cost for them is actually a lot better doing that. So again, that pushes more and more buyers into these larger, newer homes that are going much better than anything that might need renovating and a lot of work those ones are they're still selling but they are certainly tougher than what they were kind of pre-covid crisis and everything with the shift sam to bigger homes you know you talked about the fact you've had your first you know you've got more architecturally designed stuff coming in what's happened to the price profile in forestville i mean we had the big boom in prices in 2021 and at the start of this year how has that played out did it respond in a similar way to the rest of the beaches where we saw huge gains? What's happening there? Yeah, we saw huge price growth in the top end for Forestville. We would see that these larger five-bedroom homes were selling in that mid-$2 million range, which was, was good money at the time. And then it wasn't long before we saw our first $3 million sale in Forestville. And I remember it vividly when the first one happened. And then there was another one about a month later. And then I sold, as I mentioned before, for Clarendon, their display home on Moringa Road, so it's a six-lane highway, and that sold for $3,050,000, and everyone was just shocked. We couldn't believe that there were sales like this happening. And then not too long down the track, we've now started to see $4 million sales in Forestville. So we've seen a $4.2 million, $4.3 million, and one of the homes I mentioned before that we've had listed that's uh, custom design, we've had an offer on that of $4.5 million, which would be a new record for the whole forest. So it has really changed a huge amount since COVID and, and that top end seems to be very, very popular for people coming into the area. But it, it all happened over the space of six to 12 months where suddenly we hit 3 million and now we've started to hit 4 million, which for a lot of the locals that have been here for 40 years, they just think it's incredible. Shake their heads, shake their yeah. heads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's consistent. The data shows that the average five bed in Forestville sitting at about 3.05. Um, mm. So, and, and around 2.3 for a four bed. But yeah, the average of out, it's they're big prices. And, and do you think that's coming off now um, as the market started to change in the second half of this year? Yeah, it is. So we, we are seeing that 3 million plus now is more challenging and it needs to be that little bit more special. Whereas before it wasn't an incredible home, but people would just have to have it and they would be prepared to go to three plus. 
Whereas now anything that does have a three in front of it needs to have a bit of that wow factor with being fully renovated or having a beautiful view or being a very unique kind of position. So it is becoming harder and kind of the mid twos and high twos is a lot more common now with the the shift in the market we've seen. Sam, big changes are happening in the area. I mean, the town centre, there's there's major plans to move the town centre. There's plans to move the current Forest High School away and back into sort of the back of French's Forest. What do you think the impact will be on the community and what do you think the impact will be on sort of the properties around that town centre? Yeah, that's going to be a, a huge project when it's all finally done. It's been a long time coming and a lot of discussions and a lot of locals are a bit frustrated by how long it has taken to even get where it is now and there's still a long way to go. I think that the area is going to change massively. They basically want to link Chatswood and DY with French's Forest in the middle. So they want that to be a, a central hub between the two. So it'll be great for infrastructure and obviously locals that are here that can benefit from that. But at the same time, a lot of the, the people that have been in the area for such a long time French's Forest, they like the leafy area and the greenery and it's nice and quiet. So there is naturally that resistance to the change. But for a lot of the young families moving into the area, it's also a big draw card for them. We've got the new hospital that's in there and for people that can be a few minutes drive up to that from their home and then also being in a nice quiet position, there's a lot of value there for them as well. And I think eventually once it happens and the rezoning takes place and we see the development come in, we'll start to see a nice mixed use of of property development happening in the area, which we don't have, unfortunately, at the moment. Apartments, townhouses, villas, duplexes, they're all incredibly hard to find. And it will eventually allow a lot of our clients to downsize and go to something smaller, but stay in the area, which is a big challenge for them already. And it will help a lot of the people that are obviously working near the hospital that want to live in that vicinity. I think it'll be great for the area once it's done. There's a bit of that disruption while it happens and the resistance that's there. But once it is done, I think we will see that it's really going to help put French's Forest on the map. A lot of people didn't really know French's Forest a few years ago um, and they'd wonder where is that area and now they see the hospital that's gone in and it's making headlines in the paper. It's really starting to put it on the map a lot more for people. So it will benefit everyone eventually it's just kind of getting through the teething process of when is it going to happen when will the school go when will the zoning happen when will the developers come in and start acquiring that land and also start developing so it's a work in progress but it will be awesome for the area once it's done it will be good to see some non-housing stock come on so as you say apartments Mm. townhouses possibly some over 55s kind of stuff you know you've got I think I read it was like more than 90% of the accommodation in Forestville is houses. It's like huge. There's no apartments. So it really does, yeah, it puts a limit on the market, I guess, as to who can move in and that movement within the market that enables your downsizers to, you know, the empty nesters to downsize, which frees up stock for families. With the families coming in, where are they? You said a lot of families are buying into the area. Are they, are they typically coming from other parts of the beaches or are you seeing an influx of people from other areas of Sydney? Yeah, there's a bit of a mixture. The beaches is a big part of it and especially, again, driven by COVID. So a lot of our families, they might be in Fairlight, Freshwater, Manly, DY. I sold a house on Friday and the purchaser there, she's in DY at the moment and wants more space. So for them, it's a value proposition. If they sell their apartment or their townhouse, in those areas, they couldn't afford a freestanding house in those suburbs. So they pushed back a few extra minutes from the beaches 
and they get a nice lifestyle opportunity, but they're still close to what they know and, and have kind of lived with for a long time. And then we also get it from the other side. So low or shore areas like Willoughby are a big part of our buyer pool. People, again, doing the same thing, upsizing. They can't afford a house in Willoughby. They come across the Roseville Bridge. They realise they're very close to the beach, but the transport here is getting better and better and it's really good now. And also from the eastern suburbs, in a west too. So for anyone that starts to kind of go through that trend, and a lot of them have grown up in Forestville or French's Forest, moved to the east, done pretty much what my brother's done, moved to Bondi there with the partner, and then they start to have kids and they think, God, we need space. We can't stay in Bondi. It's not the scene for us anymore. And they come back to the forest kind of area. It's just that next stage for them as the family grows and they kind of have the lifestyle changes for them. What's your prediction for spring slash summer 22, 23? So obviously we've got a lot of interest rate rises going on. There's a lot of instability in the market. There's a lot of people trying to guess. I picked the bottom of the market when to get in. Everyone's trying to rub the crystal balls and figure it out. What have you got? Have you got any tips for buyers? Have you got tips for sellers? What are your predictions for, for the coming season? Yeah, I think for, for our sellers, a lot of them that are thinking of doing something in the next four, five, six months, their advice is sooner rather than later with interest rates going the way they are and what everyone's kind of expecting. We always say to them, obviously, no one knows for certain, but what we're seeing is that it's looking like it will get harder as we kind of progress over the next six or so months. So suggesting to come on sooner rather than later. Spring's a great time. Buyers, they want to try and lock something in before the end of the year, get in for the new school year as well. So it's a good time and there's a lot of activity around for the sellers. For the buyers, picking the bottom is a wonderful thing to try and do. If anyone masters it, they'll be very, very lucky and very well off. I think it's one of those things where a lot of people happen to get lucky with it and then tell people they timed it perfectly. But Really, we, we saw it when COVID hit. The amount of buyers we had coming to open homes, all the media articles of, of prices absolutely plummeting. And then sadly, we saw a lot of buyers that had the opportunity to buy a nice little house that a few months later were standing at apartments with us saying, well, we've just been totally priced out of the housing market. We're now looking at apartments. Yep. Um, and that's really tough for them. So finding the bottom is, is really, really difficult. But if you can get close enough and if you see something and you love it you've just got to go for it i think the risks of waiting too long and then the market starting to go again that's a bigger risk than getting into something now when there could be another five percent correction that comes into play and you're living there long term you, you kind of have to ride those things out we've started to see that these corrections in the market seem to be more frequent and more aggressive so we do know from history that as soon as there's a bit of kind of confidence back in the market with the buyers. Everyone follows each other. When they see things are selling, they think, great, now's a good time for us to buy. There's heaps of people at these open homes, so everyone must be making the right decisions. And all of a sudden, the prices fly straight up. So I think if you're a buyer, get out and about. There is some good opportunity compared to last year out there at the moment. So the value side of things is starting to come in pl into play. For Forestville, you couldn't really find anything for under $2 million before. And we're now seeing some sales in that one eight one nine price point where for buyers, they see that that's a very good opportunity. It may come down a little bit further, but they're prepared to get in and write it out because what they're seeing is a good value proposition and they don't want to risk it too much. So I think if you see something you like and you love it, go for it. Um, and if you're thinking of, of selling in the next six, 12 months, the advice is typically sooner rather than later. 
just to minimise the risk of, of selling right at the bottom. Yeah, it's an interesting time in the market. I know with my clients who are coming in for pre-approvals and a lot of them are saying, well, we'll wait till next year because there's going to be you know more price drops by then. And, and I keep saying to them, yeah, but your borrowing capacity will have dropped as well. So there's this real, it's a really funny time in the market where we're trying to balance those those different um, headwinds, if you like. And and I think for people, as you say, if it's a long-term purchase, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of, of your ownership of that property and what's going to happen. It's about finding the right place and, and getting in. Exactly. Yeah. And for our, our families, a lot of them, they're driven by lifestyle rather than timing the market. So they might have one child and they've just found out that their second's on the way. And they think, well, we were going to buy next year or to the middle or end of next year, but now we're going to start looking because we really need to find something. So a lot of our buyers are driven by circumstance. And as you said, Kat, if if their borrowing power is coming down with every rate announcement, a lot of them need to consider getting in sooner because at the rate that I've heard for some buyers that their borrowing power is coming down, it's a lot faster than what the market is correcting as well. So it's trying to just educate people to understand that and see the kind of bigger picture. It's not just prices are coming down so you can wait. If your borrowing power is coming down faster, you're not going to get into the market at any stage, really. Yeah, some of them is $100,000 every, every 90 days. So every time they lose a letter of offer, it's 100000 bucks. Yeah, I heard a stat this morning. They said the average buyer has lost 280 k off their loan capacity. We're talking averages. This is since, since the rates started. Since the rates started coming yeah. in. Yeah. Massive. Mm, yeah, I was talking to a buyer today and he said the same thing that his broker said to him with the next uh, announcement that we're going to have, he said it'll come down 100000 on your borrowing capacity. So yeah. he's just trying to weigh all of that up because I said, well, if we have four or five more rate announcements, your borrowing capacity is down four to $500,000. I'm not going to expect that the market's going to be coming from a 1.8 sale down to a 1.3 in that time frame. So you, you really need to consider doing something sooner. All right, Sam, we like to close the podcast with the one question. 26 and sunny is a pretty perfect day. Can you tell us what your perfect day on the Northern Beaches looks like? Perfect day, depending on weather. We've had some pretty shocking weather lately, but if it's a nice sunny day and it's absolutely perfect, up early, either going to the gym or for a run or a surf down at Manly, heading out for a walk with my partner, Montana, and then probably catching up with some mates down at the Harbord Hotel, having a bite to eat, a few drinks, and just enjoying summer weather, basically. I, I love a nice summer's day. So getting out in the sun, relaxing, not having to worry about work and turning the phone off. As long as yeah, I don't get any calls or there's no disasters, that's a pretty perfect day for me, I think. Sounds pretty good, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us on the 26 and Sunny podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, guys. Well, Nick, I wonder if it's too early in the week to go and meet Sam for a beer down at his favourite Bucketty's Brewery in Brookvale. What do you reckon? Never too early for a crafty there, Kat. (laughs) You'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you want to get in touch with Sam, check out the show notes where we provide links to his details. We've also got a link to the blog interview with him and some info on the Forestville property market that you might find handy. Until next week, bye for now. Oh. And before you go, we can't forget to remind you of the boring but important stuff. 
Everything discussed on the 26 and Sunny podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. It does not constitute legal, tax, financial or real estate advice and you should always seek professional advice in relation to your individual circumstances. Catherine Denny is an authorised credit representative, number 528214, under Connective Credit Services, ACL, number 389328. Nick Freeman is a licensed real estate agent, number 20357093, and a licensed builder, number 362307C. Thanks for listening to 26 and Sunny. For more info, head to 26andsunny.net.au where you'll find show notes and handy links. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook for updates and the latest episodes.